Welcome to the Rural Leaders Podcast, brought to you by Scottish Enterprise. I'm your host, Jane Craigie. Once a month, we will bring you an interview with one of the 650 people strong alumni from the Rural Leadership Programme. Thanks, Alex, for joining me today. It's really good to speak to you about what you're doing. Brilliant. Looking forward to it. For those of us that know you, we know your background, but for those who don't, give us a little bit of potted history about who you are and what you're doing now. Yeah, so I started in a non-farming life, really. We lived on a farm between Dundee and Perth. And although we lived on a farm, we didn't actually actively farm it. Dad had his own business and mum worked as well. So we always had horses, always helped out with fencing and seemed to spend a lot of time lifting stones. I think that's probably just something to keep us busy. Then went to school, never really had any discussion about rural jobs or jobs within farming or agriculture. It was never really mentioned. Very much focused on getting to university. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. Did quite well in business. I thought I'd give that a try up to Aberdeen um, to Robert Gordon University and studied business with event management and marketing. And in my second year of uni, met John, who I was absolutely not looking for anything long term, but he was quite persistent. So started dating John about 21 years ago now. Seems like a long, long time ago. And he had a beef and sheep farm where we now stay in Perthshire near Dunning. And that was sort of my introduction to what I'd call real farming. So really loved it from the start, just getting stuck in about helping with the lambing and any sort of jobs that were being done on the farm, happy to turn my hand to anything. And at the time, I was still very involved in Young Farmers, Curse of Gowdy Young Farmers. And I think between the two, I just kind of immersed myself in that rural life and very different to my schooling and my school in Dundee and then obviously my university. So I just loved it, loved being on the farm, being outdoors. And I just wished in hindsight that it's something I'd maybe pursued from an earlier time but you know it wasn't really in the conversation at that time I was actually encouraged to be a librarian which I couldn't think of anything worse being indoors all the time <laughs> and then yeah so got a job when I left university I got a job the young farmers and I was the regional manager there and then from there I worked in event management I worked in marketing in a school and then stopped work to have my two kids uh, Millie and Ellie then when I started getting back into work I knew I didn't want to go back into marketing and event management but I was really keen to do something in agriculture rural life and that's when I started as the project coordinator for RETS in Perth and Kinross and then worked there for a few years absolutely loved RETS still do still very involved we still volunteer on the farm and made some really great connections with farmers and people who were just desperate to share their story and it's a wonderful charity as I know a lot of the supporters here will know but uh, yeah I really got a lot from that and was really keen to get back into working in an office was finding it quite isolating being at home and found that kind of took over and I found it quite difficult to find the boundary between work and life so started working at Quality Meat Scotland and was health and education manager there for about four years unfortunately after a couple of months Covid struck so I was back home <laughs> but uh, yeah no I've really enjoyed working for Quality Meat Scotland and it was a really great opportunity to share the story about the livestock industry in Scotland and um, actually Covid although really stopped what we were doing day to day going into schools it was a really great opportunity for myself and Jen who I worked with to work on something called Farming Footsteps and that was sort of my highlight of working for Quality Meat Scotland and it gave us the ability to create uh, an online portal for all things red meat food systems and then a couple of months ago I started with Farm Strong Scotland and here I am today talking about well-being and wellness which is another passion of mine. 
Wow, what a great background and, and absolutely perfect for what you're doing now, which is, you know, something I'm not going to steal the show because you are the focus of this show. But I think that point about well-being, um, which I know is absolutely at the heart of Farmstrong, is is absolutely crucial for these times. Before we go into exactly what Farmstrong is planning over the coming years, tell us a little bit about what it is and where it started and, and also, I suppose, why it started. So Farmstrong Scotland is a national wellbeing programme and it's been designed through farmer and crofter-led research and it aims to equip farms and crofters with skills to help them live well, which in turn will help them to farm and croft well. It started a number of years ago with the Doug Avery tour, which I know a lot of people attended, and Doug came over from New Zealand and talked a little bit about the challenges that he'd faced. And when he was over talking to people, he told everyone about something called Farmstrong New Zealand. And that's where the idea sort of came from. So a small group of individuals got together and they decided that it was something that we could create here. Following on from that, they sort of met quite regularly and they looked at what they could do. And the next phase of that was getting Mark gas going over and that was early last year and again it was another tour and Mark who is an ambassador for Farmstrong New Zealand talked really passionately about the troubles that he'd faced but also the steps that he takes to help him farm well out in New Zealand and again we had a really good turnout of people and I think the conversation has really changed from that Doug Avery tour I think in wider society it has as well but it's been really enlightening just to see people talking about well-being a bit more I know there's a long way to go but it's, it's been really positive positive. and then from there we managed to get some match funding so some seed funding from RAS and from NFU Mutual and about funding from the Scottish government as well and then Movember came on board and they agreed to match fund for every pound up to a value of £350,000 and that secured the funding for the first three years of the programme, which is brilliant because it gives us a really good foundation to be able to start to deliver the work that we're looking to do. And as I mentioned earlier, that research piece is really, really important. So SRUC conducted some research on behalf of Farmstrong and they spoke to almost 600 farmers and crofters. And the findings from that research is really what the programme's been built on to make sure that it's fit for purpose. And that monitoring monitoring and evaluation will continue throughout the lifetime of the programme to make sure that it continues to be fit for purpose for farmers and crofters. And Alex, just before we started recording this podcast, we talked a little bit about the the importance of the role that the people behind Farmstrong Scotland inputted to the whole, I suppose, energy of the initiative. Just tell us a little bit about the board and how hands-on they have been in developing this concept. Yeah, I feel really privileged to be working with such a passionate board and they've got a wide range of skills and experience that, you know, really is quite staggering. And they've taken this concept and, you know, it's been a lot of hard work, a lot of time. It's all been voluntary and they have worked tirelessly to make this a reality. And I think they understand the importance that we must look after ourselves in farming and crofting because that is really the foundation of everything else you know if you're not looking after yourself then it's more difficult to look after your animals your machinery your business your finances and they've really understood the value of that they work in various different organizations throughout the sector and they've seen the impact that poor well-being can have so they're really keen and they can see a real need for this work 
And Alex, within Scotland and the wider UK, there are a number of charities that operate in this space around sort of social, financial and practical well-being. Here in Scotland, we have RSABI. How does FarmStrong sit alongside and complement what RSABI does? Yeah, well, we'll be working really closely with RSABI because we're all wanting to get the best for the farmers and crofters in Scotland. If we think about the well-being scale, if you think about it from minus five to plus five, the wellness space is that zero to five and Farmstrong is really encouraging people to take steps themselves to stay in that wellness space and we're really looking at that really early intervention little steps that people can take we're not looking for people who are struggling we'll, we'll help everybody but it's it's little steps that everybody can take because we all have well-being we all have wellness and we're trying to keep ourselves in that zero to five space because then when things happen which we all know these challenges are going to continue in agriculture you know with weather challenges with financial challenges the changes that are coming with policy and funding in the future we're trying to equip ourselves as farmers and crofters to to be able to, to handle these a bit better and there is absolutely going to be times when you know the wellness steps that we're recommending aren't going to help and that's when you need to, to lean on the organizations such as RSCBI and also your doctor and there's lots of other wonderful charities in Scotland and there will be some project there will be some overlap and we'll be working to make sure that we're not conflicting on that and then we're, we're working collaboratively together. No, it's, it's great to see and I, I've seen a lot of the materials that you've started to produce and I was really taken with the five steps to wellness just talk us through why those five steps exist and the makeup of them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these five steps to well-being are really important. They're kind of at the core of what Farmstrong is all about. So the five steps, I'll just run through them quickly. And um, the first one is to connect. And this is something I think that used to be really common in farming. You would go to the market every Monday or every Friday and you would meet up with other people there. You would go always. All meetings were in person. So there was no Zoom meetings and you, you were connecting with people naturally. That was happening in agriculture. And I think that's maybe something that has changed, particularly after COVID. So making sure that you make these connections and make time for connections. It can be done virtually. It can be done in, in various different ways. It can be done over the phone, but just taking time to talk to somebody, to listen to what they're saying and to get that feeling of connection. And we're going to be working later this month. Claire and I will be at the Monitor Farm meeting in South Ayrshire. And that's a great place to, to connect. And there's so many different events across Scotland and just taking time to get yourself along to them if you can. The second one is take notice. And this is something we're going to be having a bit of a campaign on throughout March. We know that March March is a really busy time for farmers. So it's the little things that you can do. Stop and take notice of you've done a good job of fix, fixing a fence. That was one of Mark's examples when he was over here. Or it could be the birds. It could be the sensation when you're walking through the woodland. Or it could be just noticing a nice sunrise. It's just taking a moment to stop and reflect and, and notice the small things that give you joy. The third one is to give. So it could be your time, it could be your words, your presence. And there's lots of great organisations throughout Scotland in which you can give your time. So it might be through the Royal Highland Education Trust, RET, who previously mentioned, um, or RSABI. There's various other opportunities that you can volunteer your time or your financial support, but also your words. So if there's younger people that are needing some support, that's a really good way of giving your time to support them within the industry or older people who are maybe needing a bit of time or just somebody to speak to. There's lots of opportunities to give. The fourth one's keep learning. 
learning and this is something that I think we're probably all guilty of as we get older it's very easy when you're in school and you're in university to keep learning because it's part of what you're doing day to day but um, I think as we get older we maybe become a little more close-minded and reluctant to learning new things and learning could be something to do with agriculture be something change that you wanted to make in the farm but it could be something completely different it might be that you want to start a new hobby a new skill playing music learning a language there's lots of different ways and we know that learning new things is, is really good for our well-being and the last one's probably one that we're all aware of and that's be active so making sure that we're continuing to be active because we know the benefits of that there's a lot of research that supports that and one of the the things that mark recommended in the last webinar which i thought was a really really good recommendation was if you don't have a lot of time put your boots on walk for 10 minutes in one direction set a timer at when the timer goes off turn around and walk back and that's 20 minutes of a brisk walk and actually it doesn't take a lot of time you don't need any special equipment but it's a good way of just getting out and keeping active and that's the main five steps to well-being and a lot of the resources that we'll be building will all be linked back to these five steps of well-being and this isn't something that's been created afresh for Farmstrong these five steps are generally considered in the well-being space as, as the things that help and there's a lot of research that backs that up. And Alex, maybe a slightly controversial question, but something that you and I are very aware of, having worked in the agricultural sector for a number of years, is that pride is a big part of the farming sector. And with that comes a lot of good, but also, and I've heard Doug Avery and Mark Gascoigne talk about this, it can sometimes be the thing that holds you back from recognising that perhaps you do need to take some of these steps. And for some people, maybe they need more help than that. What is it about how you're doing things? that will help to break down, I suppose, some of the stigma around asking for help or admitting that you need to take some steps to help your well-being? Yeah, well, as I mentioned earlier, it's not really for people who are in desperate need. Farmstrong is for everybody. That includes everybody that's listening to this, everybody that you meet every single day. Everybody needs well-being. And if you can invest in yourself, then the benefits to your family, to the people that you work with, to your business, to your day-to-day -day life, your sleep, all of these have been proven to be successful. So if you can invest in yourself like you do in other aspects of your business, that can only be a positive thing. And I think if people can start to consider things like mental strength, mental well-being, instead of thinking as a, as, as a health or an illness point, if it's a day-to-day management of well-being then it should be something that we do take pride in we should be able to step and say I've, I've taken some time to invest in my own well-being and here are the benefits that I have felt and a huge part of what we're doing at Farmstrong is peer-to-peer -peer, and that's really at the core of what we're doing so it's farmers sharing their stories so the first story that we had was Hazel Moss who talked about wild swimming and the benefits that's had to her and wild swimming is not for everybody I love it but I know lots of people don't but it's just that hearing from someone that's within your sphere of work or your experiences hearing what they're doing thinking oh actually that that might work for us so I think it's we're really trying to equip farmers and crofters with the tools for them to find out what works for them and really lock it in and make some time for that and I think there's a huge way to go and sort of permission to do that I don't think we're there yet but um, hopefully by continuing to have these conversations and sharing the good practice of farms and crofters that are doing it and the benefits that they feel to themselves but also to their farm and their croft I think will will help to change that conversation for the positive. Yeah I'm sure that that sharing of stories and content that you're planning over the coming months is going to be really valuable. Just listening to some of the people that are involved on your board I, I heard John Scott. And it really made me think how important those honest conversations are. And John was talking about how he'll be flat out during March 
and April when he's lambing and he's really, really busy on the farm. But then he'll take time out later in the year and he banks that time and the well-being that he gains from two weeks away with his family or however he takes his time out. And I just thought some of his tips about recognising what he needs and knowing that, yeah, I can be busy for that period of time, but I need to make sure and fill up my tanks, I think he said, or fill up his bank so that he's got that to draw on further down the line. And I'm assuming it's those kinds of this works for me that you will be sharing over the coming months and years. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got various different things that we're planning throughout this year and beyond. And one of these is a bank of resources. So we've got our five steps to wellbeing that you've previously mentioned. But the wellbeing bank account is another one which John was referring to. And it's identifying what investments you need to make for your own wellbeing. And as I mentioned, that would be different for everybody. And what your transactions are. So what are the things that are depleting your bank account? And we all have them. It might be busy times of year. It might be too much on the to-do list, stress, problems with relationships, family. You know, they are going to happen. So it's what we're doing to make these investments and building up that investment bank account and one of the workshops that we'll be delivering at the women in agriculture conference will be a well-being bank account workshop and, and really considering what we can do and then also putting a time to it so going for a walk 20 minutes you know it might be if you want to go for a wild swim if you've got a long way to drive that could be a couple of hours but then also looking at them thinking right I could fit 20 minutes in a day or I could fit an hour in a month and trying to just plan time for it I think one of the things that I've become aware of is, as I mentioned, I'm not originally from farming and it is a very different way of life. And I think that's why Farmstrong is so important because it's tailoring what we've got for farmers and crofters in Scotland. But one of the areas that I've been quite, maybe not alarmed, that's maybe a bit extreme, but surprised at is this whole holiday concept. So it's almost when farmers and crofters, not all, when some of them talk about holidays, it's almost apologetically, oh, I'm going for a holiday, but I'll only be away for three nights or I'm going for a holiday, but it's a really quiet week. So I'm not going to miss much. And I think just like John's mentioning, just allowing and giving permission for people to take time off, to get off farm, whether it's for a day to monitor farm meeting or another knowledge transfer event, or if it is going on holiday or taking the weekends off, and just making permission for that and I think that'll only come with open conversations and people who are doing it talking about it and judgment will be there judgment will always be there but I think just trying to slowly change that dial is really important part of what we're doing at Farmstrong Scotland. Yeah I think that's absolutely right and and good on you you know these conversations are so important and as you said earlier we're in a challenging time within the agri and rural sector and part of that is having your own well-being steps that work for you but also this point I really like your point about peer-to-peer support you know knowing that, that you have people that are in the same boat as you or a similar boat so there's something you can recognize and there are some tips that you gain from those people but importantly how Having that conversation with somebody is that first five steps. The first one is connection. The thing that struck me about Doug Avery was the thing that connected to him was a, a sales rep coming up the drive saying, come on, you're coming out with me to this farm walk about Lucerne. And that for him was the connection that mattered and took him out of the farm situation and got him on a well-being journey that he so eloquently talks about. Yeah, and I think that's probably the people we're engaging with already are people who are attending these events, who are reading this sort of content and engaging with it. And I think what's going to be more of a challenge is those that aren't at that 
point. And I think that's really, as you said, that peer-to-peer bit's going to be really important. So over the next year or so, we're going to be organising a range of events. We've got walk and talk events, which have been funded by NFU Mutual Charitable Trust, and they're going to be on farm. And it's not a wellbeing day. It's a farm walk to learn about that farm or that croft. And then there'll be an opportunity to share some food. And it's really about making that connection. And again, we're looking for the people who, who want to come along to these events, but also inviting someone else who might be a bit more reluctant or a bit shy or or not quite sure about it and bringing them along as well. We'll also be running some social events throughout the year and we've got another set of roadshows that are coming later in the year as well. So we've got lots of events planned. We've also got webinars that'll be happening and podcast series as well. And we've got media partnership with Scottish Farmers. So there'll be stories shared every month from what farmers and crofters are doing across Scotland to help with their well-being. So there's lots coming down the line and we're really wanting to engage with the community so we've already had people reaching out saying I would like to do something in my local area something social it might be something just a breakfast club or an evening supper club or just a get together for lunch we're very happy to help and I think at this stage we just need to try everything I mean not everything's going to work but we need to try all these different things and see what's going to work for the farmers and crofters in Scotland. And Alex, we're recording this for the Scottish Enterprise Rural Leadership Alumni, which is a very active community of over 800 rural leaders now. And a lot of what you've said is just as relevant to leaders across the rural landscape. In fact, in leadership positions, maybe even more so in some cases. So how would you say that those individuals can get involved with this to, I suppose, afford some of your learnings and approaches to their day-to-day lives and our community of rural leaders. Yeah, well, I firstly should say that I keep saying farms and crofters, but it's really everyone within the agriculture sector and supporting sectors. I must say already people from the Rural Leadership Network have reached out and I know that they're really keen to support. From the year that I did Rural Leadership, I don't think I've ever met so many busy people. And I know that the wider network is the same. And I think you're right. I think sometimes those in leadership positions are most guilty of not taking that time for themselves and to look after their well-being. But I think it all comes back to that you can't drink from an empty cup. And if you invest in your well-being, then actually you're investing in your team, your family, your business. It's just a conversation and it can be difficult to make that time because you feel quite selfish doing it. I know that myself, as well as doing farms on Scotland, you know, my mum, I work on the farm and I'm involved in Women and Ag in Scotland and, and I'm guilty as well of neglecting that. And I know how much better it makes me feel. And I think that's the thing with well-being and these steps to well-being that we've talked about. We all know that once you do them, it helps, but it's just making the time to do it. And I think that would be my one takeaway is just pick one thing a week and make some time for it. Put it in the diary, block it off in your calendar and really commit to it and be quite strict on saving that time for yourself. And hopefully I'll take some of my own advice. (laughs) Make sure I do that too. I'm sure everybody listening to this will be able to relate to that. And I think there's a point there about discipline to really invest in your well-being. You need to be disciplined about it. You need to recognize that you'd need to do it. You need to reflect on having done it. And you need to importantly, most importantly, you need to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I've been watching the journey of Farm Strong Scotland, and I think it is so important on so many levels. I think in this sector and in the tough sector, the agriculture and, you know, the the remote places that many listeners, many rural leaders live in, the word resilience, not everybody likes, but people are very resilient. They get on with things. They just get their head down. But we can't ignore 
the importance of looking after ourselves. And I think, you know, all praise to you for taking up this. I think it's it's really important and probably more important than it ever has been. Yeah, thank you. And I'm really excited. As I mentioned, I've got a great board. I've got Claire Dixon, who's also a rural leader, and she's the community engagement specialist. And we've got Anna Dunlop, who's starting at the end of this month. So we've got a great team and we've had great support from the industry so far. And if anyone would like more information, you can go to the website, you can sign up to our newsletter. And we're also looking for supporters as well. So if you would like to help in some way, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Always here if you want to chat or if there's anything you feel you could do to support Farmstrong Scotland. Thank you, Alex. Just brilliant. Thanks. To keep in touch with the Scottish Enterprise Rural Leadership Alumni, interviews and insights, sign up to the Rural Anchor Group on LinkedIn and keep up to speed with news via our monthly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Thank you.